Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm your host, Judy Gold. And this week we have my, what a great guest, Max Burkholder, who, I, I gotta say, such a young, oh, such a young person with such an old soul. I had such a, a great time talking to him. He, um, you might know him from Parenthood. He played Max Braverman on that. He's, um, he, you know, it's just when you when you learn about someone and you get to interview them and they're even better in person. So part one of my conversation uh, this week, I love this kid. Some good news, some bad news, some whatever news. I am, uh, I just want to say mazel tov to Ben and his teammates for winning the NESCAC, the New England Small College Athletic Conference. They won their conference. They are going to the NCAA uh, tournament and the national tournament. And so we have games this weekend at Trinity. Uh, the first uh, bracket, they're playing Utica. And uh, so, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be, Elisa and I will be traveling along. I haven't worked on a weekend in God knows how long, um, but it's been worth it. And I'm so excited for them. And it was such a great win. They beat Williams on Williams court. And, uh, that was the only game they lost in their season. And it was, uh, at a buzzer on a buzzer beater and it was just, they wanted it so bad and they played so well. And I got so many compliments from the parents about Ben and his leadership. And I'm just felling, I'm shepping Nachas. So that was just a wonderful, wonderful it was just great to watch and they're so happy and I'm so happy for them. And then I have a little bit of bad news on my, in my life. Um, my neighbor, I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I live in a building on the Upper West Side and my neighbors, Marjorie and Cy, uh, have been my neighbors for 35 years and we're very close and they, they're the godparents to Henry and Ben. Um, and Sai, such a character, just no one like him. They broke the mold. Sai passed away last night at at um, ninety one years young. Um, he had Louis body dementia. It was a very it was sort it was a quick decline, um, which is I always think better. But you know, it, it's a it's a big loss for. 
the boys and uh you know to 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 lose some you know it's always hard to lose someone and especially someone who i mean not genetically my family but my family and so uh i just want to say sigh we you are going to be missed and you definitely made an impact. So Cy Cohen, rest in peace. There's just too many stories to tell. Let, let's just say the last time, couple uh, about a week, a week and a half ago, he's coming out of the elevator with, he was unfortunately in a wheelchair. And I said, hi, Cy. And he said, who's that? And I said, it's Judy. And he turns uh, to look at me and he's like, oh, I thought it was a man. Okay, so that is the typical sigh comment. Just funny and, you know, it's uh, it's going to be an adjustment. So rest in peace, sigh. Your memory will always be for a blessing. So there's a little, there's a little absence um, that we're going to be feeling here in this house. But. He lived a long life and, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, life goes on, it goes on and he won't be forgotten. So that's that also not being forgotten is, you know, I just, I don't, I guess I mentioned next Benedict last week. I still cannot believe next Benedict murdered in their school by a bunch of mean, ignorant girls. And what's worse are the adults who did nothing about it and continue to do nothing about it. So a lot of sadness in this world um, and ignorance. So I don't want to start this interview on a negative note. So I just want to say Max Burkholder is amazing. Uh, life is, you know, you have your health, you got everything. And so... I'm feeling healthy and I do have gigs coming up. I will be uh, at the Sisterhood of Temple Charete Phila in uh, White Plains on the, no, it's not in White Plains. Where the hell are they? Mount Kisco, New York on March 16th. March 17th, I'll be in White Plains for Comedy for Kobe, which is a benefit for um, a camp in uh, Israel that, um, is for kids who've experienced PTSD, but coming up, I'm going to be at Zany's in Rosemount, March 22nd and 23rd. That's right by Chicago. Uh, oh, and March 20th, I will be in Phoenix at, uh, doing a show stand up for Israel at the house of comedy and at the comedy addict, comedy attic in Bloomington, April 5th and 6th. That's in um, Indiana. So I'll be in the Midwest a lot. Um, So come, you know, see me or go to my uh, website and you'll see everything and everything will be there and you'll laugh. So sit back right now, relax and enjoy my interview, part one of my interview with Max Burkholder. I can't even believe this guest wanted to do my podcast because... First of all, generate different generation. He's he's my 
my son's age and he's amazing. And, you know, I don't get the cool hip guests a lot of the time. Not to say my previous guests are not cool and hip. I don't get They're cool, cool and, and hip. hip a lot. You you clearly haven't been talking to any of my friends. Well, Max Burkholder, who was here today, woo, um, is definitely cool and hip. I just want to, if you don't know him, then you've never watched television in your life. But Max grew up on television. But, you know, as as most listeners of Kill Me Now know, we're going to start prior to that because I love people's life stories. But um, just for everyone's uh, reference, Max was uh, played Max Braverman on Parenthood for many years with my old friend Ray Romano. Oh, Max Braverman, Jewish. Um, not Jewish. Max Braverman wasn't Jewish? Was not Jewish. But he had the Jewy name. Had that is Jewy such name. a Jewy name. Yeah, it is. They were no. Everybody in that show was just sort of non-denominational Nothing. Christian lights, right? Diet Christian. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like on Seinfeld. We all knew they were all Jewish, but they never discussed it. They never. But the yeah. Jewish show. Yeah. Okay. Max also currently is on Peacock's new show, Ted. He pe- he plays. The younger, I mean, I don't even want to say Mark Wahlberg because you're so not Mark Wahlberg, but it was the Mark Wahlberg character in the films. Yes. And you're playing the younger version uh, of him. Okay. Absolutely. I can hardly think of a less Jewish person than the guy yeah, promoting his, really his prayer app. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Now, you also... A lot of people don't know, which I can't wait to talk about. You are a voice actor. Some of my favorite shows, Family Guy, uh, The Cleveland Show, a lot of Seth MacFarlane stuff, which is wonderful because you're working with him now. Yes, Um, But let's go back, Max, because you're a young Jew. You know, we love the Jews here. And your life is fat. You're 20. What are you, 26? 26. Uh, you're a Scorpio like me. You were born Apparently, in 1997. Apparently, I'm a triple Scorpio. I've been told that. On Why? Dates. What does that mean? It's you know, it's your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. Everybody knows their sun okay. sign, but let yeah. me ask you a question. And this fucking pisses me off so much. When people ask you your sign, right? Yeah. And then you say Scorpio, and then they say, "Oh." Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like I thought. Yeah. No, I had an inkling. Yeah. I oh, right. I thought that oh. might be the case. You're such a Scorpio. Yeah, I fucking hate that. Oh, right. That explains everything. Fuck you. Like you have it's the most just, perfect personality. Yeah. It's like it's just confirmation bias. It's like you know, I saw I saw someone describe um, people who are really into like star signs and astrology as like socially acceptable yeah, yeah. racists. Because they're just like, oh, oh no, I can't, I can't date another Scorpio. Oh, my God. A Taurus ruined my life. No more Tauruses. Right. It's so fucking, I hate people so much. Um, okay. So your parents, let's start from the very, let's start at the very, very beginning. Be- your parent, Kelly Wolf. Yes. Uh, well, your real name, your full name is Maxwell Henry Wolf Burkholder. 
No, not Maxwell. Wikipedia has gotten that wrong for years. Oh, I am just you. straight that's up why I never use. That's why I never use Wiki. And I just wanted to know your full name. So I looked it up like fucking asshole. So it's Max Henry. Henry's my older son. Perfect. Wolf Burkholder. Um, your mom, Kelly Wolf. Your Scott, Jew. your father, Scott. Jew. Oh, right. Jew. Not um, Jew, my dad. Scott. But Burkholder is such a Jewy name. I mean, it kind of is. I, I think my, my dad's gotten like, you know, in, in as as he's getting older and closer to retiring, he's got his like things that he's fixating on as like hobbies. And right. one of them is like ancestry stuff. So he's oh, like, did he end? Yeah. We've, we, he traced us back all the way back to like Scotland in the 1500s on the Burkholder wow. side. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, now that I, now that you um, say that I do remember I had a friend, Faye Burkholder, not Jewish. Mm. So, um, okay. So your mom, was she really born in Memphis, Tennessee? She was, I, be, no, I believe she was born in Knoxville, but she grew up in Memphis. She grew okay. up in Memphis. What Jew I know. grows up in Memphis? Huge, huge contingent of, of, of yeah. Jews in Memphis. Really, really big Jewish population. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I grew up and spending every summer there and, you know, we would, we would go to temple. I got bar mitzvah there. Um, I had, I had a B'nai mitzvah actually. Uh, with my cousin oh. who's two days older than me. And so we had, you know, a joint bar mitzvah. We had a B'nai mitzvah. Yeah. So for the non-Jews, B'nai means more than one. Uh, so, wow, that's amazing. And then did your mother have, does she have a Southern accent? Um, well, she left the South when she was like, I want to say like 18 or 19 and moved to New York to be right. a ballet dancer. Um right but ended up being an actress instead. My parents met yes. uh, doing a play out here in New York. Yeah, so she, she you know, had it trained out of her, but it still comes out sometimes. Like whenever she spends a long period of time in Memphis, Not, it'll come right, out. Right, right, Or if she's talking to somebody else from the South, it'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, then she shit, starts shit, Mary yeah. Jane's calling. Everybody, everybody shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh, hey, Mary Jane. Like it'll just, it, <laughs> drop of a hat. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's hilarious. Um. So yeah. So your parents, both actors, but don't act anymore. I mean, I've tried. I looked and looked and looked. Yeah. My, and they say they were actors, yes. but my mom is that true? My mom slowed down with it around when my brother was born, and slowed down with it even more around when I was born, and then had to take a break from it because she had to be, you know, with me on set and traveling around with me and everything. Right. My dad went back to school. He went to law school when I was about three or four years old, right around the time I was shooting Daddy Daycare. And uh, so he's been he's been a tax lawyer uh, for the last like 20, 20 something years. Okay. Let hello everyone. My father was a tax attorney. Okay. Really? Yay, Harold Gold, and he wrote the tax laws for the state of New Jersey. Oh my! And God. he corrected the CPA exams. Um, <laughs> That's so and Jewish. bar exams. I know in New York and New Jersey. Isn't that fucking hilarious? That's Your father's amazing. a Jew. I don't care. You can't be a no, tax he is, attorney. And he not is be a an Jew. honorary Jew. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. A guy named Scott Burkholder. So it was when my older brother was bar mitzvahed, right? Um, yeah. My, my dad had to pick a Hebrew name because he had, he had, you know, to go up and be on the Bema and, and right. you know, get the speech. Right, right. So he had to have a Hebrew name. 
Uh, and he chose, out of all of the possible Hebrew names he could have chosen, he chose Shlomo. <laughs> I love that. I have a friend Shlomo. Yeah. And it's the worst. It's like when you, know, you envision No shade Shlomo, to all the Shlomos out there. It's a beautiful right. name that, that your mother gave you. But, you know, right. I have to think if you if you got sent back in time and could go back to the drawing board, you would choose something a little less wet. It's a very right. wet name. Yes, it is. And let me tell you something. The Shlomo I know is uh, the pitcher uh, on the Israeli Olympic team. He's so hot. He's tall. He's hot. He runs City Winery. I don't know if you've been to City Winery. Uh-huh. but um, And he has a mullet. And he has a mullet. And his name is Shlomo. And he's so fucking hot. And it's like... Whenever I say, oh, I'm going to call Shlomo, everyone's like laughs like some rabbinical student is going to, you know, yeah. appear. And no. So and it's this there's Adonis. two cool Shlomos yeah. out there. Hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, I Just Did Chef's Choice, 60 or more add ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required, okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me, I never lie, Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. You know, you grow up with these actor parents. Your mother gives up her career for you. I just wanted to put some guilt in there. Your oh, mother yeah. gives up everything she worked for. 
Let's do a little um, <gasps> soliloquy. I worked so hard to be a performer, and now I have to give it all up for you. Okay, so <laughs> you start acting at what, the age of six? Like, what got you so interested? Well, I started- it, Was it because of your parents? Yeah. I, so partially, yeah. I started actually at the age of three. Um, Daddy Daycare right. came out when I was six, but I started I started at three. Um, right. Uh, so, you know, my parents were both still acting at the time. Um, they had a, a friend who was a casting director who was casting for Daddy Daycare. And she was like, well, we need like- 23 to five-year-olds who can sit still and follow instructions. Um, right. And so they were like, well, Max isn't very good at that, but we can, we can bring him in anyway. I didn't get uh, the part. Uh, and then months passed and the kid that they did cast uh, was sort of terrified at the whole thing of it. Um, and and right. was sort of just inconsolable. So they call right. my mom we rush over to Fox Studios. Right. Um, apparently, I obviously have no memory of this. I was three. Apparently, I still remembered all my lines from the audition a few months before. Oh and so my they were like, god! And so they were like, "Get this kid to wardrobe for a fitting. Get his mom to start signing the start paperwork." Like my dad, I think, had to like drive to City Hall to get a copy of my birth certificate so that you know everything wow. could could go forward. Um, and then, yeah, and then that was, you know, it was a long, it was a long period of shooting because kids can only work for like a, just a couple hours a day uh, by law. Right. Um, so it was a long shoot. My memories of it are like scattered, but I have a few. I remember all the snacks. They were fantastic snacks. Oh, it, well, that is so Jewy that you it's remember. So the, I mean, my like, mom, I my mom was one of the I only. Remember the food. Oh yeah, I, I, that's all I remember. My mom was one of the only yeah. parents on set who would like let their kid have sugar. So like all the other right. kids were like having Love like her. happy slices and carrot sticks. And she's like, right. if I give you this double chocolate chip muffin, will you stop talking for 30 seconds? Right, right. Yeah. She's smart, smart. Very smart. Uh, but you know, uh, at the time I didn't even realize what was going on. I didn't know we were shooting a movie. I, I had no idea what all these big, you but know, that's the best because they yeah. didn't put any pressure on, you know, like whenever, you know, we don't, it's so annoying, but there's so few live auditions now since the pandemic where you go wait in a waiting room you see your competition. And there were so many times I would see mothers and their kids, yep. um, and it was all about, it was so Gypsy Rose Lee. It was all about the mother putting oh, yeah. pressure on the kid. And it's disgusting. But it's so great that, you know, you had actor parents who understood the process and that yeah, it's they really just understood a job, it. right? Yeah. Very much like every, I, I, I've said this in an interview before. I think I think I said this in the Mike Henry show. Every year or so, starting from when I was like, six to when I was like 17, my parents would like sit me down and have a conversation with me. And these would be two separate conversations. These wouldn't be, but they would both occur about once a year. First was, uh, hey, you don't have to act anymore if you don't want to. Like if you're still finding it fun, great, we can keep doing it. But 
if there's something else you feel like you want to do more or you don't even know what you want to do, but you just know you want to stop acting, that's totally fine. And around around the time I was 17, that stopped. They were like, okay, we're, we're pretty sure he wants to do this. Um, right. And then the other conversation, this started when I was about like 13 and it went too long. It went till I was like 17 or 18. Um, it would just be, hey, it's okay if you're gay. And I'd be like, <laughs> I was I Oh my god! And I'd and I'd be like, yeah. I know, I know, I know it is. I know it would be okay. And they'd be like, okay, just know, like we'd be fine with it. And I'm like, I know, I know that you'd be fine with it, but I'm not. And they'd be like, okay, but it, it's okay if you really are. And I'm oh like, but I'm, I'm fucking, I'm not fucking. I like girls. Right. Yeah. That's so funny. I yeah. wish you know, I'm gay, and I, you know, I wanted, you know, I used to say to the kids maybe could you be that no bo both kids completely straight yeah but i was like come on what like <laughs> a little bit please. i want to bond with you but over something yeah it's like they're so straight and all into sports and whatever i love them both yeah. but and my my um, brother by so the way funny. my older brother never had that conversation they never there was no point and it where was they only was yeah. it because you were acting is that no, I think I like I was a late bloomer and I liked like, right, you know, like staying inside and like and I was very like right. I was I've always been very theatrical um, and, and loud and brash and brazen flamboyant, one might right. say. Right. Uh, and so I think that is like what put the seed in their head of just like, maybe, maybe there's a shot. Right, right. Wow, that's crazy. Did you, you know, you started at three and you started mm -hmm. doing this. Do you remember anything about that? I mean, you remember the snacks, yeah. but do you remember any feelings from, you know, I, I like this or not? You had no idea it was work, right? You had, I had no, no idea. idea. It was work. I, I truly thought that I had just like, you know, I had no conception of the lottery, but I thought I had won the lottery because like I was getting out of school like three or four days a week right. to go to right. this place that has again fantastic stacks and also there's like 20 other kids and it's se seemingly are the whole point of us being here is to like play and fuck around so right right it was it was just it was basically a year of that and then you know it ended i still had no real idea of what was going on and then you know after it had been you know edited and sent through notes and focus groups and testing and everything when it when the premiere finally came out I remember sitting in the theater and seeing myself on the screen and going, right. oh, that's wow. what we were doing. Oh, cool. That's what that is. That's fun. Was it? So it was a positive. That's such a kudos to your parents. It must have been so freaky to see that. And I mean, you'd gone to movies before. Yeah, I'd gone to um, movies before. You know, I had my favorite videotapes when I was a kid that I would watch ad, ad nauseum. But I, I hadn't put it together that that's like, that's how it, right. it gets made. And that it's like actual, that there's people doing that. Do you think that once you realize that, did it take any of the, not joy, but did it, did it give you a, a sense of pressure or were you too young to realize I, I was anything too yeah i was i was too young because to realize I, any of that sort of yeah. pressure like my my parents another kudos to them 
set me up with a um, an acting coach that that they had gone to for decades. Uh, he he passed away sadly last year. Uh, Harry Mastro George was his name. He was a New York guy back in the mm-hmm. day, and then he moved out to L.A. And he was such a godsend because he his his whole ethos, his whole philosophy in terms of acting is that it's no different. And it's actually exactly the same as a kid playing pretend on the playground because a kid playing pretend on the playground takes it so seriously. Like if you've ever interacted with a toddler and they're like, I'm a princess. And it's like, oh, are we playing princess today? And she's like, no, I'm a princess. And it's just like, oh, shit. Right. Uh, It's true. They're so invested and you have to believe them. You have to believe them. And he, so that that was like such a great bridge from like my childhood into like my, my young adulthood and then my adulthood of just keeping the, the joy and the fun in it. Even if it's like a stressful or intense scene, it's all, it's all just playing pretend the advice that he would always give is, you know, when you're going into an audition or you're, or you're going into work, bring your sandbox because you're just playing around. Oh, I love that. Bring your sandbox. You know, that would be, that should be for everything, yeah. for every job. Bring your sandbox. Yeah. Because it's life, a, you know. It's, yeah. I think it's commonly mis- misattributed to Picasso. Uh, it's the quote, mm-hmm. the, the goal of every artist should be to achieve the seriousness and dedication of a child at play. I love that. All right. I'm old. You're young. But I still like to play. I'm like very immature. People are like, oh, I can't believe you're 61. I'm like such a baby. And it's like, if you stop playing, like when you stop playing, your life is over. It's over. You know, and I have so many people, I know so many people who take themselves way too fucking seriously. Like, let it go. You know, I don't know. All right. What's I the love point? That. Yeah, no, okay. you're robbing yourself of your yeah. own joy. Like it's. Uh, right. Exactly. I know so many people like that. A lot of a lot of my friends are are in the music scene here, and they're all great. And you know, they they take themselves the right level of seriously. But there's some mm-hmm. there's some musicians out here who I'm just like, whoa, dude, it's it is really not that deep. It's you can you can chill a little bit, and right. you'd probably be better off for it. Right, right. But you have that. You know that because you have the experience of like, you know, a 70-year-old actor. Um, and you realize that, it, you know, all that work, you're an old soul. You get it. It's not It's not the end of the world. But, yeah, I, I under – whatever. Okay, so you are 10. So yes. from 6, the movie comes out. You do a bunch of things. Yeah, do a bunch it of like is, episodic about, stuff, some smaller right. movies, stuff like that. Right. And enjoying it. And your mom, again, let's mention she gave up her entire life for you. Um, is your brother at all any sibling rivalry? Or no, was he just not interested? No sibling rivalry there. He acted a little bit when we were younger and he quickly found it distasteful. Um Right. Uh, switched over to music. He's a very talented musician. He does uh, he does film scores now. Um, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's so sick. And um, sorry, allergies, Jewish. Um, no, I'm so forget it. Yeah, uh, wait till I sneeze. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so there was no real sibling rivalry there. We, you know, uh, sibling tension, certainly like around the time I was like 10 or 11 and he was 14 or 15. It was the classic dynamic of like, I wanted to hang out with him and his cool older friends. And he was like, absolutely not fuck off. But then, you know, we, we got closer again as I got older. And then over the pandemic, we got, we got really close and yeah, we talk almost every day now. Oh, I love that. Where does he live? He's still back out in LA. He lives in Van Nuys right. with uh, with his wife. Oh, uh, okay. So you go to, I, I love the name of your school was Campbell Hall School because when I went to Rutgers, I lived in Campbell Hall, oh, uh, nice. which is a, which, which is a great school. Um, you, you're 10 years old. Uh, you get this job on parenthood. Um, you're playing, as we mentioned, Mac Braver, Max Braverman, who is not Jewish, but who is who does have Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And you're 10 and playing a kid with Asperger's so well that they ask you if you have Asperger's. Like, everybody That's everybody thought amazing. I was autistic. Yeah, I would be like, you right. know, just out at the store with my mom. And someone who right. would recognize me would often come up to her and ask if it was okay if they could, like, if I was okay talking to strangers because oh, they thought I was my autistic. God. And I'd just be like, hey, what's up? Down here. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I went to Campbell Hall. incredible. Went to Campbell Hall in Episcopal school. Uh, right. Because they, they let you work. If you're, if you're a child actor, they let you, they're very flexible about that. Is it Before full that, of child actors? Yeah, there were there were a bunch. There was uh, Elle Fanning and and Ariel Winter uh, were in my grade. Dakota was uh, a year above my brother, I think. The Olsen twins went there while they were working. Wow. Uh, yeah. So there were there were a fair amount. Uh, before then, I actually uh, I, I transferred to Campbell Hall because they were very inflexible about me working. But I went to a Jewish day school in the Valley called uh, Adot Ariel. Oh, very nice. Yes. yes. I love of, your mother. Almost every single one of the teachers was Israeli and formerly in the IDF. Um, my uh, my PE teacher at Adat uh, was a five foot two man named Chaim, and he had formerly been a drill sergeant. So, oh, fun! Yeah, I was so, just gonna say you didn't get away with any shit at that school if they didn't were all get away Israeli. With any shit? I remember one time during PE, I got pushed <laughs> over and I fell on my arm and I broke my wrist. And I Ugh. had I had previously broken my wrist, so I knew what it felt like. And I went to Chaim, right? And I said, Chaim, uh, I broke my arm, and he said, No, you didn't. And uh, he sent me to the nurse who put it in a, uh, like a little sling. And I remember right. saying to the nurse, I broke my arm. And she's like, well, Haim said you didn't. And I was like, can I please, please speak to the principal? I'm like eight, nine years old at this point. I'm like, can I please, right. for the love of, of all that is good and holy, speak to the principal. And I talked to the principal and the principal was like, well, Haim says you're faking it. And I'm like, let me call oh my mother. My- <laughs> Let me call my mother, please. And I call my mom and I'm like, mom, I broke my arm. Can you please come pick me up and take me to the hospital? And she's like, yeah, okay. 
Um, but, uh, uh, you know, she at the time was, was, uh, driving a close friend of hers who's, who's pregnant, uh, to, uh, 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 her OBGYN appointment. So she was like, yeah, but we got to go to that doctor first and then we'll drop her off and then we'll go to the doctor that can put your arm in a cast. And so I'm just like sitting in the car for like oh two and a half God. hours, broken arm, oh just crying, God. just eating in and out fries. Just <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, oh until finally, yeah. So that was that was my Jewish day school experience. Wait, so you went back to school and said, "Chaim, you fucking asshole." Hello? I think I think even at that age, you know, having grown up among so many Jews, I had I had already mastered the art of passive aggression. Um, right, right. So it wasn't like a big confrontation. It was just kind of like a with the cast. Yeah. Hi. Hi. That's hilarious. You know, I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben, my son Ben, who plays basketball. His team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the, the uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! You're 10, you get this job, you're yes. on this great show. Uh, you're working with my friend Ray Romano, who I started stand-up with. Just really? FYI. Yeah, we started together. We used to, oh my God. I let me tell you a Ray Romano story. So Please. there was a club right by in the East Village. Well, it's 
it was called Comedy U Grand. It was at 55 Grand Street. We all worked the same clubs. And yeah. I remember um, his wife, Anna, who's lovely. I remember standing in the back of Comedy U Grand. Uh, I think Ray was delivering futons at this point in his in his life. And he was doing stand-up. And he was always funny. And uh, I used to, I used to call Anna. I mean, I was friends with. I mean, there weren't a lot of female stand-ups, um, yeah. and we never got to work together. So, yeah. And Ray was the one that was married or getting married. And so, I remember her standing in the back saying, "You know, I want to have kids. How long can he do this? I, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I I, I want to have a fam." And I'm like, and I still think of that, and I'm like you okay and i remember one time we were doing vh1 stand-up spotlight together yeah and ray was we're all like sitting in a trailer what ready to go on and ray was writing like a love note to his to anna and it was so Aww. cute i think it was their anniversary or something and i was like oh my god he's such a good guy but yeah so i had to watch ray romano become a huge huge star Oh, yeah. um he is still a great guy so sweet like we you know we yeah. we worked together for those last two seasons uh that he was on i remember he told a story about um what's it called yeah he was he was so sweet i remember him telling a story of he was having a conversation he was a fan of the show first and then he had a conversation with jason Kadams, who was the creator head writer ep and uh like gave him an insane like quote for like I know I know what my quote is for like appearing right. and stuff. Like you can tell my agent that I'll do it for this like nothing amount. Um right. And you know, he 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 did it. He was true to his word and he was so sweet, so professional, so fucking funny. Um I actually yeah, his uh, so his funny. son was in my was in my grade at school. Joe. No way. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah, Campbell Hall. Wow. Was it really competitive at Campbell? Like, was it like, oh, so-and-so got a job or was anyone up for the same thing or was? No, did, there weren't, there weren't enough of us there. It, it's also like a pretty small school. Like my graduating class right. was like 116 people. Uh, so it wasn't like that. There really wasn't anyone else. There were no other like dude child actors there. I don't think, or, or at least none that like were my type that I would see at auditions right. and stuff. Um, yeah, not competitive in that way at all. It was a good, it was really good school. Like they were, they were so flexible with everything. The one thing though, uh, L, L and I, um, were not allowed to do the school plays. Interesting. We weren't allowed to do them. That happened to my son. He plays basketball. He's mm -hmm. plays college ball now. Um, but when he was at camp, summer camp, they didn't let him play because they would have won every single game and it wasn't fair yeah. to the other teams they were playing. That's crazy. W did that piss you off or were you like, I mean, it pissed me off it. a little bit. I, I wanted to do it. I, you know, I didn't do any theater until I got to college. Um, I know. I can't wait to talk about that. that. That is, yeah, that's fascinating. Also yeah. th the fact that, you know, your parents, you you know you were doing these voices when you were six seven years old right on Family Guy and you know as a comic a mom I let my kids watch everything mm -hmm. we watch Family Guy we watch Cleveland Show I, we'd watch um, the Daily Show we we would watch 
very subversive stuff at a young age. And other parents would total would be like, my son was over there and I heard he went, and he's really scared. Of and I'm like, I wanted my kids to know what is funny and why it's yeah. funny and not to take everything so seriously. I mean, did you get the jokes on Family Guy? I mean, you were so not young. when I first started doing it. I didn't get the jokes. I wasn't allowed to read the full script of whatever episode I was in, and I wasn't allowed to right. watch it yet at the time, which to me is so funny because my mom curses like a sailor and always has. Yeah. So it's not like she was Same. really protecting us from anything. Um, right. There's, there's a story. My mom, she used to get the most horrible road rage. She's much better about it now, but she would like curse people out. Oh when my God. Cut her off I am traffic. your mother. Yeah. yeah. She, so there's a story. My, it was, I wasn't born yet. My older brother was probably two and a half, three years old and he was in a car seat in the back and someone cuts my mom off in traffic and she has to swerve out of the way. And before she can open her mouth to start cussing the guy out, my, my brother just goes, fuck it head from the back seat. So <laughs> So we come by it on us. It was also really funny whenever we would we would visit my grandparents on my mom's side. Uh, she would just like pretend like that wasn't the case. Like she didn't curse. She would right. just like keep it like so hidden. So we would curse. And she'd be like, where did you hear that? Well, we don't talk like that. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I, I remember once Ben, my younger one, he must have been like three years old. And my ex you know, she came home from work and she was like, hi, how's everything going? And Ben says, the fucking TV is broken. And <laughs> oh my God, did she scream at me? But you know what? It's so funny because I curse like a sailor and they don't really curse yeah, because they probably hated it when I was doing it. But oh, I curse a tremendous um, amount in casual conversation. Same. That that was a big same. thing for okay. like all. For all the press that I've been doing, that was a big thing that they highlighted in the media training was just like, don't like, just really try hard not to drop any F bombs. Uh, Max, let me tell you something. I have to do these shows, a lot of Jewy shows. I do shows yeah. in, in sanctuaries and they're like, and by the way, and, and I'm like, I know I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to be like, fuck this and fuck that with the Taurus behind me. Okay. Yeah. But it's, do you know that they say that people who curse a lot are, are highly intelligent? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, that's right. So fuck all you fucking idiots. Um, fuck all you so fucking idiots. do you feel like you missed out on anything because you were on parenthood for so long, did not have a quote unquote normal First of all, I hated high school. I hated junior high school. I hated everything about it. I hated the cliques. I hated the fucking prom. I didn't go to the prom. I hated all, oh, the, it, you know, like life. Yeah, it's all fucking life and showbiz is fucking high school. That's all it is. Yeah. Popular, not popular, drug addict, you know, at burnout, everything. And so do you feel like you missed out on anything because you know, you were, what, three hours a day you were with a tutor? Um, um, on set, it's, you have to do two hours of school a day. Um, okay. Uh, but, you know, I, I, would, I would clear out all my assignments in, in like an hour. And so the rest would just, I'd just right. be sitting there reading mandated by law. Right. 
what's it called? No, I really, I don't feel like I missed out on too much. Cause when I wasn't shooting, I would be going into school. Obviously Max pretty, pretty big character in the show, but there were something like 13 series regulars on it by the end. So right. even at, at the busy, even if it was a max heavy episode, I'd be working like, I'd be working five days a week. But if it wasn't, I'd be working like one to three days out of the week. And the other times I would just go into school. Most of the time, sometimes I would tell my mom, Hey, I really don't feel like it today. I'm super tired. Can we just call and, and tell them that I'm working, which is great excuse oh to have as a, as a high schooler. God, that is yeah. so, you are so lucky. I know. Uh, but you know, I met, you know, some of my, some of my closest friends to this day are, are the ones that I met in high school a decade ago. Wow. Like two, two of my best friends live right here in the city. One of them's in Stytown. One of them's in Alphabet City. Um, and yeah, they, they were, they were my friends, uh, in high school. I love that. Thank you so much for listening to part one of my interview with Max Burkholder. Uh, what, a, what an amazing guy. So, um, part two next week. I can't thank you enough for listening. As you know, I, I mentioned this in the beginning. I'm sure 90% of you are not listening to the end of this, but uh, I will be at uh, in Mount Kisco, March 16th, Sisterhood of Temple Charete Villa, Comedy for Kobe in White Plains on March 17th, and Phoenix, Arizona at the... Uh, House of Comedy, March 20th. Zanies, Rosemount, Illinois, the March 22nd and 23rd. And The Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana, April 5th and 6th. And I'm really looking forward to it. So you'll get all my do- uh, notes, oh, dates at my website, judygold.com. But I forgot to say, Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling, and it is marketed scheduled everything else by Brittany Joe Sowards Richmond. Brittany Joe Sowards Richmond. I'm a little off today because um, I was up late last night uh, because of Cy Cohen. So yeah, that's about it. I love all of you. I am excited. Wednesday like, oh, just a couple more weeks until we have sunlight after like 530 in the afternoon. So I can't wait for that. But I I thank you all for listening. You are the best, the best fans ever and the best audience ever. And uh, as we always say, so long.